you, my friend, today can be at home in the fellowship of the Heavenly Father who loves you. As you learn the secret of Jesus's easy yoke, how it becomes possible increasingly to effortlessly do what Jesus would do if he was in your place. And we pursue this in a single way by arranging our lives around those practices and activities that Jesus himself engaged in to be constantly at home with and receiving power from his heavenly father. We've been on this journey for a bit. I want to say at this point, I know this is lots and lots of material to think about and will give you and me enough to keep us quite busy for the rest of our lives. So don't be overwhelmed by this. These are thoughts that you might want to go back and review later on. They are not something to master in a day or a week or a month, and we don't need to. They are gifts that God gives to us so that we can pursue transformation. They're not, the idea of the disciplines is not that you master solitude or master silence or master fasting or master worship. Not at all. It's not about getting good at them. We do those things simply so that we can love and so that we can experience joy. You don't have to be in a hurry on this. We're doing a very high level overview. This is kind of like, um, you know, they're speed dating. You don't get to know somebody intimately when you're speed dating. That's not the idea. It's just a introduction. Well, this is like speed discipling or speed discipline-ing, where uh, we're getting little taste of this so that you and I will be able the rest of our lives to learn more and more how to do this. And I hope this will be helpful to you. Um, in that spirit, we come to the practice for today. This one, I do think you're going to like. This is celebration. Dallas writes, this actually is one of the most important disciplines of engagement, yet most overlooked and misunderstood. It is the completion of worship. We talked about worship last time. For it dwells on the greatness of God as shown in his goodness to us. We engage in celebration when we enjoy ourselves, our life, our world in conjunction with, so it's not just enjoyment, in conjunction with our faith and confidence in God's greatness, beauty, and goodness. We concentrate on our life and our world as God's work and God's gift to us. There is no good thing, no joy, no pleasure that comes into your life by itself, on its own, at random. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of all light, said Jesus' brother James. Typically, this means we come together with others who know God to eat and drink, to sing and dance, to relate stories of God's action for our lives and our people. Uh, the Bible is full of examples of this. David dancing before God, Jesus doing a miracle at the wedding at Cana. Uh, all those feast periods in Israel, celebration was also maintained by the church in its feast days, particularly in the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church. Why should we do this? I love these words. Holy delight and joy is the great antidote to despair and is a wellspring of genuine gratitude, the kind of that starts at our toes and blasts off from our loins and diaphragm through the top of our heads, flinging our arms and our eyes and our voice upward toward our good God. That's celebration. The unabashedly sensual and earthy character of celebration or jubilee 
Dallas says there's nowhere more clearly portrayed in the Bible than in Deuteronomy 14. This is quite an amazing passage. Tithe of good produce was to be used on a feast before the Lord, on a kind of vacation trip to the big city of Jerusalem. This is not like a religious obligation. They would have loved this. If it was too far for them to carry their own produce, the tithe was to be sold for money. And the money taken for Jerusalem, where are you ready for this, Dallas asks. Deuteronomy 14. You shall bestow that money for whatever your soul lusteth after, for oxen or for sheep or for wine or for strong drink or whatever your soul desires, and you shall eat there before the Lord your God and rejoice you and your household and your Levite within your gates. Why was this never read in the Baptist church in which I grew up in Rockford, Illinois? Dallas goes on. The strong drink mentioned here was, shall we say, not exactly sassafras tea. But the point of this exercise, nonetheless, was precisely that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always and learning to fear him in this sense, to reverence him, to recognize he is the one that I never want to get crosswise with, is deeply compatible with celebration and joy. Similar admonitions in the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes. Then I realized it is good and proper for a man to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of his life God has given him. Moreover, when God gives anyone wealth and possessions and enables them to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their work, this is a gift from God. Dallas goes on. Be assured, I am not in favor of drunkenness as a spiritual discipline or even so much as a good thing. Abuse of alcohol is currently a curse upon the earth. Celebration is not the whole life or discipline of the faithful. And it requires supplementation and correction by the rest of a balanced practice. But this world is radically unsuited to the heart of the human person. And the suffering and terror of life will not be removed no matter how spiritual we become. It is because of this that a healthy faith before God cannot be built and maintained without heartfelt celebration of his greatness and goodness to us in the midst of our suffering. Why do we practice celebration? It is training for joy. We are commanded in the scripture, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It makes the people around you delighted and happy when they see joy in you. But how do we pursue joy? Joylessness is one of the great sins in the church. It's one of the great barriers to evangelization. Joyless Christians. But you don't become joyful by just saying, try really, 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 really hard to be joyful. It too comes about through this principle of indirection that we're learning about. And celebration is training for joy. So you might want to adopt a joy day. Maybe that will be your day today. Wear clothes you love to wear. Listen to music you love to listen to. Be around people that you love to be around. Engage in activities that you love to engage in. Go to places. Look at sites that you just love to look at. Listen to what it is that you love to hear. Play games that you love to play. Uh, eat food that you love to eat. I have a custom uh, I'm, I'm pretty careful about what I eat six days a week, but on Saturday, Sunday, that's my joy day, and I eat 
as much as I can all day long. This last Sunday was a very joyful day for me. I got to preach at a church, and that's an occasion of great joy for me. I preached for many, many years, often probably tempted to take it for granted, and then went through a period where I didn't know if I'd be able to do that again. So the thought that I can't, is like, oh God, thank you that I get to do this. And I was staying at a hotel where they had breakfast and you could make your own waffles. Waffles are one of the great proofs of the existence of God. And a waffle that's smothered with butter and smothered with syrup and then bacon on the side, oh my gosh, that is joy. That is Deuteronomy 14. I am not kidding you. I made and ate so many waffles that when I got up in front of that congregation to preach on that morning, about every other sentence, I just had to pause. And they probably thought that I was either not certain what I was going to say or so deeply overcome by emotion that I wasn't sure I would be able to get the words out. It is not true. I was just trying to squelch, making sure other sounds that would not be edifying were not coming up out of my body. That was a moment of celebration for me. So now, what brings you joy? I love in C.S. Lewis's book, Screwtape Letters, where the demon Screwtape is chiding his nephew, the tempter Wormwood, for allowing his human being, his patient, to do two things he wanted. Go for a walk in a place where he loved to be and read a book that he just wanted to read. Here's what Screwtape writes. This is profoundly true. The man who truly and disinterestedly enjoys any one thing in the world for its own sake, without caring at all what other people say about it, is by that very fact forearmed against some of our subtlest modes of demonic attack. You should always try to make the patient abandon the people or food or books he really likes in favor of the best people, the right food, the important books. I have known a human defended from the strong temptations to social ambition by a still stronger taste for onions. Here, Screwtape remarks, when demons are dealing with any pleasure in its healthy, normal, satisfying form, they are on the enemy's God, ground, God's ground. We've won many a soul through pleasure, he says. At the same time, it is God's invention, not ours. He made the pleasures. All our research so far has not enabled us to produce one. Faith, says Dallas, in its celebration, sometimes becomes a delirious joy coursing through our bodily being when we really begin to see how great and lovely God is and how good he has been to us. And if you are suffering, if you are in pain, if you are ill, if there is somebody that you are estranged from today, if your heart is breaking, hear this. Even those commonly thought to be ruined, the poor, the depressed, the persecuted, have a godlike well-being in his company and kingdom. Feasting, dancing, singing, oration become insuppressible. For by thee we shout, I have run through a tree, and by my God I have leaped over a wall. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and have clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. But that is not yet enough. The hills must sing and the trees break out in applause for God. Every created thing must praise the Lord. Celebration heartily done makes our deprivations and sorrows seem small. And we find in it great strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. 
to do the will of our God because His goodness has become so real to us. And if that is not your thing, well, you come back tomorrow. Welcome home. Hey, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New. We hope that these videos help you to grow spiritually one day at a time. If you want to access our whole library of videos, or if you want to subscribe to the daily emails or text messages that go along with each video, head on over to becomenew.com and you can let us know there. We're also preparing some exclusive leadership content. So if you're interested in that, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash leadership. And lastly, if you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. You can let us know by texting it to 855-888-0444. See you next time.